Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. And if you're just joining us, we are talking about the loss of a child and uh, how men handle that and how we don't handle it sometimes and, and what that looks like. And uh, uh, we want to thank our, uh, our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carver One, LNN, Credit Union, and Vision First for sponsoring the show. And uh, if you want to hear this in its entirety, go to Facebook, go to SoundCloud, or go to iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio and you can hear this show in its entirety, commercial free, thanks to our sponsors. And you can pass this along to anybody else that might hear. And you know what, Chad? We got a new sponsor too. Oh! Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. And oh, uh, they're, uh, they're awesome folks. And uh, Ross Connect, who leads that camp up there, is an awesome, awesome friend and a great dude. So. Good. Um, but uh, Jeff and, and Michael, talk with us about how this affected your marriage. Uh, it, it had to just rock your marriage in some regards. Yeah, th- there was a, you know, you're almost like you're uh, two wings of an airplane. On the one hand, you're trying to survive yourself. You're trying to get through this and, and you know, emotionally and, and even physically a little bit and spiritually. And then secondly, especially as a husband, you feel like you need to take care of your wife, too. I mean, you know, uh, the, those vows you took to have and to hold, you know, for richer, poor, and sickness and health, this is the second half of all those vows, the stinky part, you know? And yeah. uh, so for Jill and I, um, honestly, for her, it was almost minute by minute the first few days. And then it went to hour by hour and um, eventually after a few months, day by day. But one of the things that she just started doing is when I would come in the room or something, she would just give me a thumbs up or thumb down as how mm. she was doing. Because I was like, I'm a guy, I'm dumb, I don't know. Are those tears of joy or sorrow? And so I said, how you doing? And she would just say thumbs up or thumbs down. And uh, so I knew if it was a thumbs down, I needed to come over and you know love her a little bit or, or go empty the dishwasher or whatever you know I could do to help uh, in that moment. But I would also say the second thing is our, our we prayed together like we'd never prayed together before. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we pray together, um, it's, we're pretty predictable. You know, when we're going to pray, what we're going to pray about, even how long we're going to pray. Yes. And because um, you, you've been married for a long time and we would just hold hands and, and sit there and pray. And to be honest with you, for the first time in our marriage, there were times when we prayed where we had we couldn't say anything. We'd say, dear God, and it would just be silent. And you have to go on that scripture that says, when we don't have the word to speak, the Holy Spirit speaks and groans on our us. behalf. Yeah. And those are the words. Uh, you just have to do it. So I would say those are the two things that we really did. But um, going back, because I want to touch a little bit on, you got really angry. Jeff, you weren't so much angry with God, but Michael, you got really angry with God. Yeah. When we lost Andrew, our second one, I, I didn't understand why. I thought God was trying to teach us some things, grow our faith, deepen our roots in the first one. And the second one, I was, I was, I was angry at God. I just, in fact, this is what I said. I said, God, if this is how you treat those that follow you, then I'm out. And I, I just said, I'm out. The problem is I was employed by a church as a minister and I kind of liked a paycheck and to eat. And so um, I decided, and for those of you that are listening, please don't ever do this, but I decided I was going to do ministry 100% without God. And so um, that's um, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> and so uh, I um, for two weeks, I don't know how long it was going to be, but I didn't pray. Um, I was still leading the youth group. I was still on staff at a church. Um, I was still doing lessons and teaching. Um, I just said, God, I don't need you. Um, and I here's the thing, Kurt. It scared me to death at the end of this experience. How, how seamless it was. Were, were you? Were you extremely lonely those two weeks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was. 
you know, I was, you, we weren't at work for a few days and I go back to work and I'm just as mad as fire. I mean, I, I just, I just could not, wouldn't do it. And finally, after about two weeks, I was getting ready to speak and, um, God just, I just felt he's here and it just broke my spirit mm. and broke my pride, which is what it was. And, uh, the thing I realized was he hadn't left. He was there the whole time and I needed him more than ever. And, uh, so that, that was but that's but that's also I, I love because the Bible says cast all your cares on me because he cares for for us. He he even in the midst of our anger, I, if God can't handle the, those two weeks of you being so ticked off and angry and so disappointed, um, then he's not a big God. Yeah, it, I love what Psalms 55 says is cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. And it doesn't say that he will always comfort you although he does it doesn't say he always make you happy although at times he does he he will just give you life he will sustain you give you sustenance and that's what i realized that in the midst of my time away from god i was the one that had moved away he never did and when i came back just like the prodigal son he was running towards me arm open wide and just grabbed me and loved me and man it's just it was it was one of those lessons i never want to learn again but it most impactful one in my life wow Two weeks without praying, and you're a preacher. It's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I understand that, Michael. So, uh, Jeff, uh, let's let's talk with you about you and Debbie. How did it affect your marriage? Well, um, you know, at the time, you're both hurting. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's terrible, and, and Debbie's. Uh, I mean, you're not just hurting. You are. You, you're like. There's well, been a, your it's arms. Complete, it's complete and utter devastation. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, unfortunately you do move away from each other to a degree because you have to grieve in different ways. You know, for Debbie, she would, um, she wanted people around all the time. She wants to talk. She wants to talk through things. Um, she wants to cry with people. Uh, and so I, I, I had to be there for, for that part of it. But for me, um, I'm a worker, you know, uh, I've got to, I've got to do something, uh, all the time. I, I, I did all our letters. I did, um, uh, I built a memorial garden on our property for Sammy. Um, I made, you know, I handled all the funeral arrangements, that kind of thing. Um, but it, it it's just, it's hard because, um, you know, and one of the things I, I, I wanted to say when Michael was speaking is, um, you know, as a guy, you feel like you cannot fall apart. Mm. You're the leader of the family. You cannot fall apart. So it, it's not only Debbie that I, I felt like I needed to stay strong for. It was also for Jacob and Becca. You know, they were seven and seven and four at the time. Or no, no. Let's see. Seven and ten. And, and so that's still not right. Six and nine. But, <laughs> You'll get your math right, yeah, straight six, here in a, six in a minute. Six and nine, but, you know, you, as the dad, you cannot fall apart. So, so Jeff, uh, talk uh, in the break, you mentioned a little bit about how, how Debbie, um, it, 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 she, not only did she want people around, but it, but it affected your marriage. Well, it, it, it affects your marriage greatly just from the standpoint of... Um, you know, you're pulling together because you're for each other, um, but there are certain things that uh, uh, 
women just don't want any part of. Um, and our intimacy was, was affected uh, for a long time by the death of Sammy. The, the devastation is so deep and so raw and, and, and so horrific. Um, you know, it, well, I, I think that, you know, in a woman's mind, she, she connects intimacy with children. Mm. And for guys, we connect intimacy with intimacy. Us four guys sitting in this room, I think, um, I think we understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Michael, do you understand what he's talking about? I agree 100%. Yeah. Well, um, okay, so but, but, as we're moving on, though, uh, you know, how did you guys comfort? I know, Michael, you said you prayed more with your wife and more intensely. Is there anything specifically you, that you did to, to bring comfort to your wife? You know, for, for my wife... Um, one of her love languages is receiving gifts, and so what I uh, what I tried to do is when it was ready is is she wanted to go out and get something to remember our children by. So we went out and shopped, and for her that was re-entering the world, mm. um, and that was huge for her. You know, for um, for Debbie, um, we really uh, she wanted a memorial for Sammy. She wanted a memorial down at at the cemetery. Um, and so we really got into that that summer and into researching it and uh you know that that's really how she got back into her functioning life i'd re-entered the work world after two weeks or so um but it it, it took debbie months and I, I i almost feel like it it took the project of building this memorial it took about a year didn't it uh it took a more than a year about a year and four months but two or three trips to maine and because um, that's where the sculptor lived and but it it made a, a, a significant impact in 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 debbie coming back to life in the grief journey many times uh therapists and counselors will tell you to you know to, to do something like that to throw your energy into that, and that, that can be great in the, in the help of going through the grief journey. Well, and she also, she started her own ministry at the kids' elementary school. And, uh, and what that ministry is? It, it was called Sam's Rock, and um, basically it was a ministry where people voluntarily uh, came in, and, and, and they, they literally were praying for the teachers, for other children, uh, for things that were just going on in, in daily school life and um, you know that really that was the next thing that made a, a big impact in in Debbie's life and yeah that, that when you I, I, Sam's Rock became just you know just really um, public and God used that and and uh, God's used both of you since these these tough, tough losses. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. We're going to take a break, and we're actually going to have a bonus segment after this. So if you don't get to catch this whole show, or if you do catch the whole show, we're going to have a little bit more of a bonus segment on our podcast. So if you want to go to our Facebook page, and you'll see our podcast posted on Monday. We're also going to have some photos of the memorial of Sam's Rock that Jeff was speaking of. So thank you for listening. We're going to be back for one more segment, though, on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio for today's show. And we are talking today with Michael and Jeff, and they are two, uh, two men who are in a fraternity they didn't want to be in. 
uh, a fraternity of men who have lost a child. And um, it, is a, uh, it is a journey that we've been talking about, and there's no way we can possibly fit this in in th- four 11-minute segments. Mm-mm. So we're going to do one more segment here, but we're going to have the guys stick around and just talk for one, maybe one more segment for a bonus segment that you'll hear on the podcast only. So if you want to go to our Facebook page, iTunes, or SoundCloud, type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear that. No commercials, just talking about this journey they've been on. You know, uh, Chad, I, I, there's, there's sometimes there's verses in the Bible that you really love, and we talked about that at the beginning. But Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are, have been called according to his purpose. And, and I'm like, God works for good? I don't Sometimes I don't like in, in the tragic. I don't like that verse. I think the subtitle of this one should be uh, "Scripture Verses We Hate." So <laughs> that's the show, yeah. <laughs> especially when it, when you when you when you talk about tragedy and what you guys have gone through. Um, but as Jeff, you were saying in the last segment about how how Debbie really launched Sam's Rock, which was a ministry for moms to be praying to go into the schools and to pray. And to pray, talk about that just a little bit. Well, it was really, it was moms and dads um, who were going into the schools. Um, praying in a public school is something that's thought is not allowed. Uh, it's not true. It is. Um, and it, it spread pretty rapidly. Um, I think she had three elementary schools doing it and one or two high schools. Um, various uh, kids that, that knew our family had decided that they wanted to launch such a ministry at their high school. So, and that and and God used that not only to minister to the, in those schools and for the staff and the faculty and and the student body, but God really used that to heal Debbie and yeah. and to heal you. Yeah, I, I mean, God can take any situation. So this verse, this verse is true, right? Yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, Still don't like it. <laughs> you know, one of the ways I've always looked at it is, is Jesus said God is only, only God is good. And so if you use that definition of good and place it for the word good in Romans eight twenty eight, I think, at least from my standpoint, it makes more sense. Yeah. Michael, uh, over the years, I've, uh, you know, the, uh, your tragedies, but God's used it for good. Yeah, he. Um, a few months after, a few months after we lost our our second one, um, we got a call from Care Ministry Church saying, "Hey, there's a young couple that just had a miscarriage. Would you and Jill be willing to meet with them?" And honestly, we were very hesitant at it, but we we met with them and just were able to share from our experience. I think there's a difference when you sit across the table and when you're going through something, and somebody says, um, "Yeah, I understand," or or you know, and when somebody says, "I know." I've been there. I've walked a similar journey. Our stories are similar, not exact, but similar. And so we started working with with couples um, who had lost children. And um, I, I do a lot of the funerals. I get a call from the care ministry for couples who um, who lose children, and those are never fun. But a chance to meet with them. Jill has a. She talks with a lot of ladies. She has a journal that she puts um, in our island in our kitchen in the drawer, and each page is a story that she's talked with another woman or a couple about just a, a loss of a child and. I gotta be honest with you. I don't like that journal. If I come home and it's sitting on the island, uh, I'll open the drawer, put it in, and close it up. You know, I just don't even want to see it. But it's, it it tells us we're not alone, and uh, that that God is there with us. And part of the comfort we received when we went through this, it's incumbent upon us to comfort other people. And so uh, it's not a ministry we would have chosen, um, but it's one that God chose for us, and uh, and we're part of it. Well, and what you just quoted was Second Corinthians chapter one. 
And I'm going to read that because it's so appropriate. Second Corinthians chapter one says that God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles, in our pain, in our sorrow, in our grief, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort that we ourselves receive from God. And uh, that's what, Jeff, you talked about that in the break. And Michael, I mean, I, I know you've done so many funerals, these little tiny caskets. Yeah, when, when you see those little caskets that are two and a half, three feet long, it's just, uh, it, it breaks your heart. In fact, I have to be honest with you, a lot of times I can't look at the casket because it just seems, it's just not right because, you know, parents aren't supposed to bury their kids. And that's how, that's our mentality. That's not the way our sinful world works. That's not the way things happen all the time, but it's tough. And, and that's why so many couples who go through what you guys have gone through, they don't make it. Well, you know, Kurt, I think one of the things that helped Debbie and I immediately was that the church put us in contact with another couple um, who'd gone through the same thing. In fact, I mean, they came uh, to Sammy's visitation and they came to Sammy's funeral. Um, and uh, it's, it's really important when you're in that situation, when, when things are so fresh and so raw, that you can look at others and say, well, they made it, they so made. I guess I can make it too. Um, and so Michael's right. Uh, it's incumbent upon us to be there for other people who are going through similar situations. Not that we have any great counsel to... Um, give to them but I think they just need to see other people who've gone through a similar situation and well they made it so maybe I can make it too and I think it's very cathartic for us too because we're able to help you know I think when we're serving and helping and praying and loving on other people uh, it really is healing for us as well yeah, there's something, there's something supernatural that happens when we minister in the name of Christ uh, to another hurting person. I mean, in the break, Chad and I were talking about, you know, Chad and Jenna, when you, when you lost Jordan, mm-hmm. and and I said, did you go? Did you talk to Michael? And you go, yeah, you know, we that's when we were doing Kidway together, and you mm-hmm. talked on the phone together. And I remember when Chris and I we lost Joshua Graham, and we immediately had lunch with you guys, and and you walked us through that. There's there's something powerful about. And I, and I remember, um, you know, doing Jordan's funeral mm-hmm. um, for you guys. Right. And had we gone through that ourselves, it's, you know, you, you can minister. And there's something powerful, almost mysterious, that flows through us. Yeah, I, you, think, I think that's just God's Holy Spirit, just strengthening us, giving us words to say. I always pray when we're talking with a couple, God, tell me what to say and when to just be quiet. Mm. And... Uh, it's just, uh, it's just his spirit. Um, guys, talk with us about, um, just talk right now to men, and we got going to wrap this up, but just, just a few seconds here. Talk to a, a guy right now who's going through deep sorrow and pain. I would say the first thing is, is that life doesn't stop, but it's changed. It's not like breaking your arm. It's like losing an arm. Second thing I would say is love your wives like never before. They need you more than ever before. Be the man that she thought you were when you guys got married, but love her in, in ways you never thought you could. I, I would just, I would simply say rely on God. Uh, he'll give you the comfort that surpasses all understanding. Um, that was better than what the preacher just said. <laughs> 
oh yeah can we do that over <laughs> oh that's oh that no i'm just teasing michael but um i mean debbie and i were constantly reminding each other god will comfort us god will comfort us god will comfort us well and, and he will he god is the god of all comfort and uh, Psalm 71 says, Though I have seen trials many and bitter, you will restore my life again. You will comfort me once again. And we can, we can, we can bank on that. So, guys, I, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming in. Thanks for sharing your story. I, I know um, uh, you guys have you've been an open book, and we just appreciate that. Because the, you know, the Bible says, in this world, you're going to have trials and troubles and difficulties and pain and grief and sorrow. It, it, it's, if it hasn't happened, it's going to. And uh, so thanks for sharing your story because it's encouragement to Chad, myself, and our, our prayer is that it's encouragement to just a whole boatload of guys out there in the world. Um, but we got to wrap it up. So, uh, Michael, uh, you're the preacher. So, uh, you know, you're paid to, you, you are paid to be good. That's right. The rest of us are good, good for, for nothing. nothing. We're there good for go. nothing. And uh, <laughs> Michael, pray for our listeners. Pray for us as guys as we go through trials and t- tough sure. times. Sure. And on behalf of Jeff, thank you for having us here too. Absolutely. Well. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today. And uh, every morning when the sun comes up, it's a reminder of your faithfulness and your promises. Father, thank you that you've given us one more day and help us to live it for you. And Father, I just want to reach out and pray for the men um, who possibly are going to face this in the future. We have no idea what tomorrow holds, but you do. I also pray for those that right now they're going through it. Um, they may have gotten a phone call or they were in a doctor's office in the last few hours or the last few days, and they're in the middle of this. God, I would pray that they would lean on you. And Father, I would also pray that if uh, we have some friends or family that are going through it, that you help us to lean in and pray for them and just to be there. Maybe not to say a word, but mm. just to be there and say, we love you, we're hurting with you, and uh, we're going to be here for you. Father, we thank you so much. God, I thank you for Jesus, mm. who you allowed to die on the cross, your child. I don't understand that what kind of love, but I am so, so grateful and thankful that mm. you did. Thank you that he died for my sins. God, we owe you everything. Would you help us to live our lives every day following you more closely? In your name we pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Michael. That's We've got hope. That's, That's all it. we've got. We've got hope that one day we'll see our sons and daughters one day. Amen. And that'll be forever. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. We're going to stick around and do a little bonus segment. And if you want to hear that, again, just tune in through our uh, Facebook page, SoundCloud, iTunes, Solid Steps Radio. Listen to that. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening. We would love for you to check back in with us next week on every Saturday, Sunday, and every Monday on our podcast. So thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Solid Steps Radio.